uh, I wanted to do a series as we're going back to school on, on, you know, like things we would tell our kids, you know, things that, that put a good foundation in for your life. And humility, they say, is the, is the mother of all virtues. And uh, it, I think one of the reasons for that is because it, it can lead to so many others. And yet, it's a, it's of course, it's a slippery one. It's difficult, right? Because you, you can't declare yourself humble, right? And you never know what that really is. Um, but it is certainly prized by Jesus and, and the Apostle Paul. And it was prized, and this is a really important thing, it was prized in a culture that actually didn't list it as a virtue, so you would find different, in, in ancient times, you would find different lists of virtues, and humility was never one of them. The Greeks and the Romans um, thought anything to do with being humble or mild or gentle, that was actually shameful. So here comes Paul teaching in a culture that thinks the exact opposite. And how do Jesus and how do Paul... Um, come into a culture that's the exact opposite and teach something different. And uh, Jesus uh, said, Matthew 5, 5, you know, blessed are the meek, right? You would also say humble, right? Happy are the humble. Let's say it together, ready? Happy are the humble. He taught the complete opposite of what was being taught, um, which was why Jesus was so revolutionary, and he said, when you're humble, you're happy. Now, um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the wor- our word humility comes from a Latin word. Ready? Humus. Humus. One, two, three. Humus. And why, what does that word mean? Soil. Earth. Humus. Soil or earth. So if I could say it this way, to be humble is to be grounded. That's a word we like. You say, that person seems so, what? Grounded. And the other people, you feel like, man, they're off-centered or they're out there or whatever. But to be grounded. And all of us really know that this is such a good thing. If you, your son or your daughter, you want to teach them, say, stay grounded. You're saying sort of, Stay humble. Now, if you think about humility as something that you're going to achieve, I want you to sort of put that out of your mind. Don't think of humility as a target that you're going to reach. So, you know, we all set goals in life like, you know, I want to be able to run this far or I want to be able to run this fast or I want to be able to lift this much weight or lose this much weight. And, And don't think of humility as some target that you're going to reach, but think of it as this way. It's Humility is something not that you achieve, but something that you accept or something that you allow. The, the, the humans, our word human and the word humility are completely tied together. That, that is what you are. It's sort of allowing yourself to be the real you. Jesus, of course, was great at telling stories about this, right? And so in Luke 14, he says, you know, if you... If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled, right? But if you humble yourself, you're going to be exalted. And right before he says this, he tells a story. 
He tells a story. He says, if you get invited to a party, a wedding banquet, he said, don't go and take the highest seat available. There were seats of honor in those days, probably like there are in in different settings today. Evidently, they didn't have place cards at a wedding then. And Jesus was actually at the home uh, of another person. And as the banquet, as the the meal was being served, he saw people, ready 2,000 years ago, jockeying for position. And he says to them, everyone's there, and he says, when you get invited to a party, don't fight for the best seat. But take kind of the seat that's right there. And he says, therefore, if somebody, if the, if the host comes in and you've taken the high seat and somebody else comes in of a greater stature, you're going to be humbled in front of them, right? Um, excuse me, this seat was reserved for somebody else and you got to do the walk of shame, right? Down to the other chair. But he says, take the low chair and then when the host comes in, he would exalt you. If you've ever read Philippians, second chapter, it says this is what we admire about Christ. Though he was, he was God, he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, to be held onto, but he humbled himself, he lowered himself, and he became a human. And not only that did he become a human, but he became a serving human or a servant. And not only that, but he died, and he died a criminal's death on the cross. And so it's this trajectory, ready, where Jesus just allows himself. He allows himself to be grounded. Now, I also want to, this is really important. Humility is not, this is really important. It's not thinking less of yourself. Some of you think too lowly of yourself. Like you're not a good person, you're not a good enough person. That's not what this is about. Uh, One person said it best, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. You get it? Can I say it this way? Humility is just getting over yourself. How many know sometimes we just need to get over us? I'll just put my hand up. I'm thinking about me, I'm thinking about what somebody said to me or did to me or cut in front of me. Are you with me? And I'm, it's about me. And humility is just getting over yourself. And what it really becomes is this. By seeing yourself as grounded, this is so huge. By the, word, by the way, do you know the, the word Adam, right? First in the Bible, Adam means man. So when it says God created man, it says God created Adam. That's the Hebrew, Adam. Out of the what? Ground. What's the word ground? Adama. Adam, Adama. A-D-A-M, A-D-A-M-A. What's the whole thing about? Are you getting it? It's like we're all connected to the ground. We're all connected, this is important, to each other. We're all from the same stuff. All of us. So when you get that, you realize that we're all connected. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. It's, it's no good to think of yourself as, as nothing or nobody. You are this unbelievable mixed, right, mix of divinity and dust. You're, you're dirty divinity. In the image of God, no, it is. And, and this, is the, this is the beauty of the whole thing. And we're all connected to each other. So it doesn't help if you think of yourself as no good, but what you think of yourself as, I'm connected to everyone else. 
I'm not better than them, and I'm not less than them. It doesn't matter what job people have or how much money they have or don't have. It's this ability to see myself as connected to them. This is what Jesus was teaching. Matthew 11, take, ready? Take my yoke upon you. Let's say this together. And what? Learn from me. Ready? Let's say it together. Learn from me. That's kind of the whole idea of you being here or watching. You're learning. And who are we learning from? Christ. And what did, what did Christ do? He says, I am gentle and I am humble in heart. And then he says this. Ready? Um, and you will find rest for your souls. When you embrace humility, you finally get to rest. Everybody look. Finally, you get to rest. In other words, I don't need to prove. I don't need to achieve. I don't need to. I can finally follow Christ and just rest here. What's all this anxiousness and anxiety? What's it all? It's refusing to be grounded. It's refusing to accept that you are a part of a much bigger space, that we're all connected. And Jesus was constantly teaching us in this in so many different ways. By the way, this will help you and I handle criticism. Does anyone here have a tough time handling criticism? Right? Oh, boy, it can come in so many forms now, too. And uh, uh, so... The other day, I was at a store. I, I won't give you all the details. Like some other time, another time, too big of a story. But across the, this is true, uh, uh, across the store, there was a lady at a checkout aisle. I was actually trying to do a good thing, and I don't know if I did it exactly right. But this lady s- says, excuse me, sir. I mean, so I would be like in, by the, where the back row is. Imagine the store with people. She goes, excuse me, sir. And she goes, excuse me, sir. And I look up like, she's way and she started yelling at me. And, and, and you know, what's like in the story? You, did I say if you exalt yourself, you'd be humbled, right? Like, I wasn't trying to exalt myself, but I did get humbled completely. And I could feel, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you feel your face and your heartbeat and everything change. And she started just laying into me, right? And I was, and I didn't know what to do. All I, t- I, I, I had a few words that came to mind. Is anybody with me? I mean, they did. And, and and I could feel my face getting hot and everything. And all I could muster was, I'm sorry. That's all I could get out, right? And, and, I, and I had to walk away. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? That's feeling that you get when somebody comes after you. And um, um, she didn't call me Pastor Chris either. I noticed when she said that. Was, um, when you get insulted, what do you want to do? The first thing you want to do is you want to retaliate. You, you, your immediate response, right? So in First in Peter, it talks about Christ dying. And at the end of the service, we're going to remember, this is so important, we're going to remember his death for us. But it says when he died, they were hurling insults on him. You know what's funny is that it seems like we can take a lot of stuff, but to handle an insult can sometimes be the hardest thing to us. 
And it says when they, First Peter, it says when they hurled their insults to Christ, he didn't retaliate. The first thing I want to do is retaliate. But it says in humility, right? He was able to, this is important, entrust himself to God. Look, humility is so much more about entrusting yourself to God. Jesus said, the God who judges justly will sort this out. And I just prayed like crazy that lady got a flat tire in the park. No, I didn't. I, that's what I wanted to do, right? Like, he'll, he'll handle it somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Are you with me? It's this idea that I, 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 so what is humility? Really, get it? Humility is like letting go of control. Because Control is, I could have gave her a bunch of words. I could have, you know, in fact, one of the other employees came up to me and apologized to me afterwards because I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why didn't you get in her? No, you know, she just, I'm so, I said, uh, you know, are you with me? It, he said, it says he didn't retaliate, but he entrusted himself to God. Watch this switch. He was able to say somehow. Why? Because guess what? I've been that person too. You've been that person too. And instead of settling the score, you know when you start doing this, it never, I mean, it never wins. Your kids, your kids ever fight? Is it ever settled completely? Like, oh, this is all fair now. We all settled. It just never is. It just is always murky and who started and ended and who gets up on top. It, you don't. It just, after a while, you just have to say grace. You just have to say peace. You just have to say forgiveness. Jesus says he entrusted himself to God who judges justly. Humility is this ability to handle criticism because people are going to criticize us for the rest of our lives. And I hate to bring you a little bad news there. But when we're grounded, we can say, you know what? I give this over to God. Um, humility lets us keep learning and growing. One of the things that's troubled me personally as a pastor for a lot of years is I see a lot of Christians that are done learning. And there's always this, this real rigid thing about what they know. And it's great to believe strongly in things and all that, but wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better if we were always like with an open heart and open mind, ready to learn and ready to listen, and even ready to listen to people who have different labels People have different ideas. Humility is this ability to allow other people and other thoughts to come in. To just let it sit there for a minute. Humility allows you and I to embrace the place that you are in life right now. One of the things that we like to forget is the place that you're in right now, it may not be perfect. It may not be everything that you want it to be right now, but it's a good place. And you can be thankful and you can be grateful for the place that you are right now. Why? Because otherwise you're always looking for a better seat. Back to Jesus' story, you just come in and just, just grab a seat. 
How many are like this? You go to a hotel, you just keep looking for a better room. Come on, my hands up, right? I don't like that view. I don't want to look at that air conditioner, right? Isn't that human? Is it human nature or no? Is it just me? You're always like, there's got to be a better room here somehow. Some, there's, you always like, there's got to be something better. And, and this is the idea that, you know what? This place is okay. Right here. And when you get the, this idea, then th- this is what's so important. Then you can enjoy and you can be happy. Ready? Today. When, you, when you're always searching for the next thing, you're never happy today. That's why Jesus said this so revolutionary. Happy are the humble. Because they just walk in, get it. Are you with me? They actually like this seat. Why do you want to be in this other seat up here? Oh, well, this is where the movers and shakers are. This is the wheelers and this is the high end. This is how you make a business deal, right? Over here, wow, these people, they don't... You're humble, you walk in, you're like, this is a great seat. I want to meet this person so interesting. This person's so unique. The place that you are, the seat that's in front of you, the neighborhood that you're in, the car that you drive, all these things, they're a gift. And if you could see them as that and you would embrace this place, this part of my life, it doesn't mean that you aren't going to go to another place. After Jesus in Philippians 2, it says he humbles himself. He humbles himself. It says, therefore, God does what? God exalted him. Over and over in the scripture, it said God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I think if there was one foundation stone you'd want to put in your child's life, it would be always be humble and kind. Stay grounded. Let others lift you up. Let God lift you up. Be content in that place and space where you are. Jesus says, I am gentle and I am humble. Here's what the word humble means, ready? It means flying not too far off the ground. Literally, that's what it means. If we would understand how connected we are to the ground. We'd be so happy to just be here right now. Remember the story in the Old Testament? The Tower of Babel? Do you remember this one? What did they want to do? They wanted to get away from the ground. They wanted to build to the sky, as far as they could away from the ground. There's something about the elevation. The, the, they, they were going to exalt themselves, right? They were going to reach higher, and they were going to be above everybody. And what does it say? God brings it down. Why? Because God doesn't want people elevated above other people. It's just all the same. Anything that puts you above somebody else in any way, it says pride leads to uh, what? Why? Because God sees us all as the same. He sees us all as the same. 